Hello, folks. Welcome to Pop the Power of People podcast. My name is Mark Online, and I'm broadcasting from Staten Island, New York, joined by my co-host and friend. I'm Bob Wolf, and I'm on that other island, that long island east of Staten Island. Today, we bring you episode three, where Bob and I continue to explore human interaction and knowledge applied skills, HICA skills for short, further broken down into first impression, interpersonal, communication, presentation, and selling skills. We continue to serve as your guide to the common factor important in all of these skills, people, as you navigate in and beyond the halls and walls of your home, workplace, and life. What's in store for our viewers and listeners in this episode, Bob? Well, tonight, Mark, we're going to discuss a term and a skill. The term that these kids hear all the time is career. And they're asked in middle school and high school, what's your career going to be? What kind of career path are you going to have? And frankly, as I began speaking about these uh, different skills over the years, I learned something. Students don't understand what a career is. So I began defining terminology that they hear and they think they know, but they don't. So yeah. the, simple definition, you know, the simple definition of career is one's progress through life or in a particular vocation. So it's how you live your life. Now, this word vocation, they're a little bit perplexed by that, Mark. Yeah, I think uh, it's, this is a great place to start because uh, the definitions, the words that we use uh, really is where we can get hung up and trying to make progress and understanding what we mean when we speak and talk of things. And career, wow, you can really (laughs) get all sorts of different types of uh, responses from students and folks when we talk about career. But um, just looking at the the definition itself, vocation, I can see being another word that someone can get easily hung up on. And uh, so vocation, I, I think about my own trajectory and in my current career. And I, I didn't realize till later on um, in all of the various roles that I worked, it was during my quest to become a physical therapist and ultimately not making it um, initially and getting hired by the, the same college. I was trying to become you know, a member of the physical therapy program. They hired me to teach the very same students I was competing for a seat against. So I wound up becoming their teacher. And that's kind of when I, it dawned upon me that there's something here. You know, the idea of becoming an educator was not originally my plan, but um, that wound up becoming my vocation. And I guess to define vocation, that long-term consistent goal um, within this particular, within the whole thing that is my career that I've been doing consistently working towards. Well, it's interesting because sometimes what happens is as a student or individual adult learner or adult in midlife, as they continue to navigate their career path and they're involved in doing different types of jobs, their vocation can basically bubble up from those different jobs. Right. And um, 21 years ago, I never would have imagined that I would be involved as an educator, teaching students the skills that have helped me in my life. So my vocation today is a college and career skills readiness coach, whether I work with individuals or groups or schools. But in the beginning, my career was any job I could find. And this is what I try to explain to students. Any job is a good job. 
and a job is simply just opportunity beginning. The opportunity to learn so many different things in every job, so many things about yourself and the people you work with and the clothes that you wear and the hours that you like to keep. And I made a decision one summer, I was going to work in New York City when I was in college to work at Cottonelle Can Company where my dad worked. And I had a summer job working in the mailroom, but I had to get a suit and tie on. <laughs> and I had to go into Manhattan with a suit and tie on in 95 degree temperatures. And I had to take a bus in or a train in. And at that point, I decided I will never work in a job that requires me to take mass <laughs> transit to work every day. So the reality is every job you have, and that's what the kids need to understand, along your career path teaches you something very important, even to the point where what kind of clothing do you want to wear? What kind of hours do you want to keep? So job is just opportunity beginning. And they have to know that there are no unimportant jobs. Yeah, and I, I think that the two things that are consistent that you can count on in all the jobs you're going to have is that uh, people will be involved in all of them and change, right? And uh, I know you have an, an acronym, interestingly enough, for, for the term change and jobs. Well, the word change is very frightening to students today. <laughs> yes. It's frightening, it's frightening to adults. Uh, no one likes change because change is perceived to be negative, uh, uncomfortable, uh, not to be sought after. When in fact, my acronym for the word change, I created it many years ago because mm -hmm. I thought I have to find a way to make change a positive word. And change simply means create hopeful attitude and new growth experiences, because that's exactly what happens when you navigate your career path, going from one job to the other, one responsibility to the other, one part of the country to the other. The changes create new opportunities and they should create a positive attitude because you're going, you're growing and learning something in every job you have. Yeah. So as we're talking about this, it keeps on making me think that the cumulative effect of all this, you know, from one job to the next, um, you know, you're building a set of skills, whether you know it or not, um, communication skills, but most importantly, I think the first step, uh, is that first time that you're meeting the person who's going to ultimately be your boss. And that, bring, that reminds me and brings me back to episode two when we were talking about um, HICA skill number one. So human interaction, knowledge applied skill number one, first impression skills. And uh, in terms of advice for our listeners and our viewers, you know, to what are exactly the best ways one can make a memorable first impression? Well, the funny thing about the dip, different career paths you'll have and the jobs you'll have is you'll be making lots of first impressions yeah. with people that you meet. And there are five ways you make a first impression. And the five ways are you make them in person when you meet people, you make them on the phone when you talk to people, you make them with technology, which we are all using today and we're using it right now to make an impression with people that don't know who we are. And you, you make it in writing so when you're writing an email or a letter or sending a thank you note, you're making a first impression, but then you make a first impression, the fifth way, by your reputation. And your reputation is that which precedes you. It's something that someone thinks they know about you before they meet you. Meet you. So the first impression that is the most important one, let, let me give you a couple of numbers that sort of relate to this. 55% of making a first impression is what people see in you. 
So that sounds kind of intimidating because people don't think, well, I don't look right or maybe I don't have the right clothes on. And the fact of the matter is what your clothes cost doesn't matter. What your clothes logo is doesn't matter. What matters is how you wear them, the pride that you have in yourself when you get dressed in the morning. So that's 55% of what first impression is what people see. 38% is the voice, the sounds that they hear when you talk. And people don't understand, students just don't understand how important a voice is in making a first impression. You walk into an interview, you walk into an internship, you walk into a new part-time job and you say, ah, good morning, everybody. It's nice to see you versus, oh, hi. Hi, I'm Bob. So the sound, the sound of your voice matters a great deal. And then the 7% that's left over, that boils down to the words you speak and your language matters. Try to if at all possible, avoid the words like, um, you know, um, I was, um, I was coming here and, um, you know, uh, I was think before you speak, because what you say matters to the person who's listening intently when they've never met you before. Yeah. And it's making me once again, uh, as this podcast series continues to build upon each other, it's only, I think, logical and natural that we're going to be building upon these skills ourselves as we're talking about them. And uh, uh, last episode, the hope tip of the week was smile to, uh, to introduce yourself, say hello. And uh, it's one of my favorite acronyms of your collection. Uh, simply makes individuals less edgy. Uh, I'd say that's pretty vital in that first impression. It's more than vital because of the quick story. I, when I was taking my voiceover commercial acting lessons, I had to be videoed on camera giving a presentation for about 30 <laughs> seconds. And I was younger, I was in my early 30s, so I had dark hair and uh, dark eyebrows and I was 215 pounds and I thought I was the man. <laughs> and when I was videoed for my time to speak, I got up there and I used my voice of God and I began to talk about what I was reading on the screen. And I got about five seconds in and the instructor called me to the back of the room and said, Bob, come here for a second. Look at this. So he brought me to the back of the room, uh, rewound that big cassette thing that they used back then, no little MP3s today. And so he said, okay, now I'm going to put the play button on and tell me what you think. So I saw myself on the screen in a suit, looking very professional, I thought. And he said, now listen to yourself. So I began to speak. He said, what do you think? And I said to him, Oh, man, that's pretty good, right? He goes, you think so? Do me a favor. You will scare the daylights out of a woman or a child with that deep voice and that look from God. Now go back there and read that copy again and smile. And I tried, and I couldn't. I didn't know how to talk and smile at the same time. I'd never done it. So I practiced that. And a smile makes a huge, and it definitely... A sim simply makes individuals less edgy when you meet them for the first time on that first impression and you smile and say, good morning, my name is Bob, nice to see you, pleasure to meet you. They relax. They have an attitude that says, ah, this is a personable individual. I've got to get to know more about him or her. Yeah, it's interesting over the course of the pandemic when uh, there's been lack of a smile <laughs> because of them wearing the masks uh, it's, it's kind of interesting how instinctual it is when you're meeting somebody or greeting somebody 
um, the squint of the eyes kind of gives it away. You, you might not be able to see the smile, but all the other facial recognition uh, signals that we send off when we send a smile someone's way. Your eyes roll up all yep. the time. When, when you smile, when I don't smile, I am scary. And I used that <laughs> scariness when I was younger. I got older. It handy, right? <laughs> well, as I got older and there became yeah. more wrinkles on my on my, my puss, then people, I said to the kid one today, I went to a uh, supermarket to pick something up for Rita. And I said to the guy behind the counter, I said, by the way, you're smiling today, right? He goes, how do you know? I said, I can see your eyes. He said, oh, yeah. He said, I'm having a pretty good day. So smiling with a mask on does show. No doubt. Yeah, so... That was last episode's hope skill uh, tip of the week. And I think it's a, a good time. We start talking about this episode's uh, hope tips. Well, you know, the tip that I would give every person, student, young adult, adult learner, parent, um, people are the number one resource in your life. There are four major resources in life, academics, technology, experience and people and people are the only resource that's present in every job you have any kind of work that you do and let's be very honest this is a saying i've used with kids all the time you can't know enough good people in your life you don't know who they are and when you're going to meet them and the impact you make on the lives of others is significant no matter how much or how little time you spend with them so for them to understand that the power of people is simply using the best resource available to you every single time you meet someone. Yeah, thinking back on the ladder that I had to climb along my career pathway, uh, undoubtedly each and every step along the way, there was a person. And, and I know back in episode one, I kind of talked about that in depth, about how people on the first, second, and third rung of that ladder uh, came back at rung number 12, uh, number 13. So they never go away, especially uh, if you stay close to home, right? I, I'm not too far from where I started. I started in Brooklyn, New York. I'm in Staten Island. I'm one bridge away. And uh, it's just fascinating how those people who were around in the beginning, uh, sometimes you wind up becoming their boss, right? Well, like so, so many of those folks, especially in my in my situation, Many of the teachers that I had along the way, um, as a youngster, I eventually became their supervisor, and now, ultimately, their boss uh, throughout the school. Um, but you never, you never quite know that early on. Well, one quick story: the first time I went in to make my first call at Johnson and Johnson Medical, when I was calling on the biggest hospitals in the city in their number one territory, my boss Dick Eglinton gave me the best advice in the world about making a first impression with people who didn't know me. He said, when you walk into a hospital, look like you belong there. Have a confident body language. Smile at people. Say, good morning. Nice to see you. Nice day. They will not know that you've never been there before. Walk with confidence. Show your face with confidence. Greet people. And you will fit right in because you're going to call on that hospital often. And you want those people to know you as somebody and see you as somebody they can relate to, that you're personable. And that advice has stuck with me my whole life. Yeah, and I think uh, 
when you're segueing from uh, one rung of the ladder to the next, right? One step to the next, uh, leaving a memorable and positive last impression. <laughs> so uh, there could be another maybe positive first impression down the line, even if the roles are reversed, is important. Well, <clears throat> we're making first impressions every day. And the ability to smile at people, be polite, be courteous, be, uh, be, be personable, be nice, be friendly. That's easy to do. None of the skills that I put together for the people trying to come out of school, finding jobs, are difficult to model and master as long as you work at training yourself to practice them every single day. Well, Bob, that sounds like a great place to bring uh, episode three to a close. And uh, if you want to reach out to either Bob or I and uh, send an idea our way, um, our general email is the power of people podcast at gmail.com. Uh, this podcast in its audio and video form are available on the Apple Podcasts, uh, Apple podcast app, excuse me, and the buzzsprout.com website. Um, Bob, if they want to get in touch with you, what can they do? Well, if you're interested in looking at or considering one-on-one -on -one coaching or small group coaching, you can reach out to me one of two ways. You can reach out to me via email at bobwolf at hopeskills.com. Or you can pick up the phone, call my mobile phone, and I'll return your call. Just be sure you leave your name and your phone number. The number is 516-639-5515. And thank you for listening and watching if you did. Yes, thank you. And uh, you can reach me directly via email at markearlnwine at me.com if you have any questions, suggestions for future episodes and podcasts. And uh, we're really grateful to have all of you listening to us and watching us on the YouTube channel. Uh, we look forward to the next episode, episode four, the next upcoming week. Uh, wishing you all the best. Bob, been a pleasure once again. Good night, my friend. We'll see you soon. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. Take care, folks.